We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Should I not have made a joke at my grandpa's funeral? Probably not. <laughs> I know. My brother was asked to speak at my grandmother's funeral, and I told my parents, I was like, I'm a little offended you asked Max to make a speech and not me. And my parents were like, well, Hannah, um, we didn't really need a pussy punchline at your grandmother's funeral. And I was like, how did you find the script I wrote? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> they like, look at your notes. <laughs> and like, you know, the saddest part about my grandma dying is her pussy's gone. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. It's Hannah Dickinson. I'm here with Skylar Corby. In the flesh. Finally. Did you hear that Daft Punk broke up? I did. And I saw so many memes for it leading up to it because I'm like, who the fuck cares? I thought it was a joke. There was like some meme somewhere where it was two like hand dryers in a public bathroom <laughs> that looked like the Daft Punk he uh, helmets or whatever they are. Someone was like, oh, so sad to see Daft Punk going this way. I'm like, that's funny. And then, of course, like variety pops up. It's odd they're having this public breakup or whatever right. because they're such private people. Like that's the entire shtick. That's the whole thing. I really want one of them to come out and sincerely say this and just be like, you know what? I can't even look at him anymore. <laughs> well, one of them could easily be replaced. It, it, it's just an odd. It's like, an odd choice. To break up and make this huge spectacle of it when it's like, who the fuck are you guys? Like, you guys could have been two different people every single time you've been on stage or performed. I would not have known. No one would have known. In college, we had this big party in San Francisco because when we played Stanford, mm -hmm. we would go and they would rent out a bar and you'd have to buy tickets. And a Daft Punk cover band was playing. And the whole debate was, is it actually Daft Punk or is it a cover band? And then in the end, everyone assumed it was a cover band because they were like, why the fuck would they be at a USC party? Yeah. And then they were, everyone was so disappointed. I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter. They yeah. look exactly the same. They could have said it was Daft Punk and it could have been just two random kids from like some random frat. You'd be like, this is amazing. Exactly. Uh, it's just odd. But like you don't know Daft Punk fans. I don't. But I also don't do ecstasy. True. Me neither. I wonder what happened. 
Yeah, see, like, that's the part I care about. So clearly they wanted this publicized. Yeah. I guess that's their way of saying they're not doing tours anymore. I guess. But who is? It's just such a weird time. I mean, if anything, they should have been touring all last year. It would have been the safest concert you could go to. Everyone's masked up. Yeah, you have to go to a Daft Punk concert as Daft Punk. Yeah, you have to go in, like, go themed. This is why couples shouldn't look like. It's always a bad sign. Really bad sign. And weird for the rest of us. Yeah, when people look like siblings. Mm -hmm. And you're like... Like, do you not see it? And then it gets confusing when someone's close with their sibling of the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Isn't, like, that some kind of trend now on TikTok or something? Where it's, like, putting up a picture of a couple... And they're like, are they friends or are they in a relationship? Or are they siblings or are they in a relationship? The last time I posted a photo with my brother, it was me, my roommate, my brother and his girlfriend. But the way we were sitting, my guy friend came up to me at an open mic. He's a comic. And he was like, yeah, I unfollowed you on Instagram because I saw you have a boyfriend now. Which is already just a gross statement. Yeah. But I was like, what? who are you talking about? And then he pulled up my brother. He's like, do I? <laughs> I was like, what picture did you see? Yeah, great. Wait, where? <laughs> What's his name? I'm in. Yeah, so I, after that, that was the last time I ever posted a photo with my brother on the grid because yeah. I was like, yeah, I can't have this. I can't be one of those people. No. I have two brothers, and anytime we take a picture together, I'm always in the middle. So it's just very obvious that, like... You're not on the side just holding your brother's chest? No. I, oh, I don't even do that to my own boyfriend because I think it's just a stupid-looking post. But, like, never in a million years would I do that to my brother. I feel like if I did, they would look at me and be like, what are you doing? Stop. Yeah, you're basically touching his titties. Yeah, it's gross. So weird. I know a girl who posts like that, and uh, it gets confusing because they're both in bathing suits, her hand's on his chest. Oh, see, yeah, no. It's odd. But then you're like, or am I sick? Right. I know it's her brother. I'm looking at it sexually when I know it's her brother. No. But why are you trying to confuse the public? Yeah. I, I don't know. Did you hear this story about in the UK about this woman? So this girl, she's 24, just had a baby with her boyfriend who's 29. And during quarantine, they moved in with her parents because they were having a baby, I guess. I don't really know why. The boyfriend ran off with the mom who's 44. So now they're together. The mom left her daughter and left the newborn baby with her husband. And then her comment to the news was, these things happen. <laughs> Which is like kind of a boss thing to say. It's so good. Happens, but I can't do a British accent. I don't know, chop. It kind of just happens. I hope that's what she sounds like. Yeah, that's some white trash shit right there. Yeah. And uh, I guess the daughter, her response was, yeah, he's cheating. I'm going to try to do a British accent. Good. Yeah, he's cheated on me three times before, so mom can have him. (laughs) That was good. Why did you have a... I mean, I guess that can't be helped, but why would you even put yourself in a position to have a baby with the guy that's cheated on you three times? I mean, I know people who are marrying guys who've opened I know, it. It's just like, I can't imagine if my mom ran off. I Actually, first of all, I can't imagine having a boyfriend. Let's, <laughs> let's start there. And then I can't imagine having my mom run off with him. No. My mom is so antisexual. Like, she hates... When songs are sexy, <laughs> she hates sexy movie posters. Mm. So the idea of her like being like, yeah, I'm fucking your man. Get over it. Um, is so funny to me. It's not funny. It's really sad because it's actually happening. But it is funny. That's going to be an awkward thing. Oh, they're British, so they don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I 
it's, it's an awkward Thanksgiving. Um, and but Christmas. Uh, yeah, awkward Christmas. Happy Christmas, Harry. <laughs> Happy Christmas. I think his name's... I forget his fucking name. Whatever. Okay. Okay. I have a fetish. Fetish of the week. Yes. Okay, the fetish of the week. This is called... Nebuphilia. Nebuphilia. Nebulous. Obsession with having sex dressed up as planets. Wrong. Um, nebulophilia. Sorry. Nebulophilia. Oh, no, you're right. That changes it for me. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know why I'm like, wrong! An <laughs> <laughs> arousal by fog. Oh, yeah, like nebulous clouds. I probably could have gotten there if, like, I had, like, 15 minutes. Yeah, and also, but fog and clouds, it would have been... Yeah, it would have been tough. My thing is, like, how do you know that it's the fog that turned you on? Like, how? what environment are you in where it's, like, is it just that you literally can't see anything but your dick is hard because of the fog? Do you always have to have, like, top floor apartments? (laughs) So... You can't always see down to the ground. Like, those are the people that must love working on, like, the 60-something floor of Freedom Tower. Yeah, they just really like morning sex. Do you just have a fog machine that's running constantly? Why else are there fog machines at parties if not to get people horny as hell? Exactly. A lot of third-grade birthday parties are horny as hell. Or, like, laser tag. So maybe that is where it came from. They must love the Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) They only go for the fog. Yeah, they leave after intermission. They wear earplugs. Music, nah. Now, when you look these up, do they say, like, where these are most popular? Well, I imagine Seattle is pretty... Huge. Machu Picchu. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't Denver pretty high up there? Yeah. So it's got to be places of higher altitude. Yeah. And you know how alcohol hits you faster? Oh, man, that sounds like a dream. I know. Maybe you come faster if you're in a higher altitude. So maybe that's a part of it. Yeah. I guess I've never had sex in Denver. I've never been to Denver. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough loss. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So our guest today. So funny. She's the funniest person in the fucking world. And she's so young and so sweet. Courtney Parchman. Also known as Average Fashion Blogger. Also known as Corny. I listened to a podcast once where Jamie Foxx was talking about how when he first met Kanye West, he he knew Kanye was going to be a star mm-hmm. just because of his energy and the way he was. And not to compare Courtney to Kanye West, but she does have that energy where you're like, oh, she's going to be very famous. Yeah. And I'm happy we got her on the pod before, before that blow up. <laughs> this podcast is going to be used in interviews for years. Yeah, I can't wait for, to get those listens when she really... <laughs> when she really blows up. We'll still be here, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we might be moving to my parents' basement, actually, at that point. But uh, Kill it. she's literally the fucking best. And uh, I'm excited. Courtney Parchman. Okay, before we get started, Skylar, I do have to talk about... Blue Wire Hustle. It is a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. And I'm not talking about you, Skylar. You can never leave me. <laughs> um, Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is perfect. You'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with the top podcasters. So not us. Right. Access to our community Discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. Should we request to get that? Do we need more tips and tricks? I think it couldn't hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, send those our way. Uh, 
and you'll get pushed to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other. You'll get pushed out on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all, all, and. I can't read. Skylar, I can't read. I got it. I got it. I'm in. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you get all this for only 15 bucks a month. The same rate as any other hosting site would charge you for that initial setup. Those crooks. Yeah, 15 bucks a month. That is a breakfast sandwich when it's all said and done. No, that's not too bad. No, that's good. So whether you're starting from scratch or you have an existing show... You want to grow. Hustle is the open door leveling you, your sports podcasting experience. Fuck, are we supposed to be talking about sports? <laughs> is that is this why we're not a top blue wire podcast? Kevin? <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Fucking Kevin. Call me ASAP. <laughs> or if you just want to talk, I'm available as well. How are you doing? <laughs> What's going on? How's your mom? Go to bwhustle.com slash join. I took a voiceover class once. Did you? Yeah. Oh, so Skylar, you don't know this about me, but I'm actually a clout chaser. So Courtney is, right. I've been chasing her clout <laughs> because literally yeah. all my friends. Pretty aggressively. Pretty aggressively. It's it's embarrassing. And so my friends texted me because you were posting that- your story about your surgery uh-huh. and you were saying you got your stomach cut out. Oh, they were asking you about it? Yeah, they were like, hey, is this real or is she kidding? That's why I called you. I'm like, I thought you were kidding. No <laughs> one knew if I was, I think my mom was like, did you? Yeah, and I think people are still confused. Oh, no, I mean, I think it's great that you're so honest about it, but it is like you are kidding literally all the time, even talking about your dead dog. But that's also not a bit. No, yeah, it's weird. I also think because I talk about it just so like bluntly, that's why people think it's a joke. Because it's like so aggressively like, what? That people are like, she has to be kidding. And if you talk about your dead dog that way, too, it feels as if it didn't happen. It's easier to process. Is that what you're saying? With your dog. Oh, with my dead dog. Um, I guess you're like, you know, there's moments you're like genuinely sad, but then it's like the minute you can make a joke about like how you're sad that your dog died, then you're less sad about it. You know? It's interesting. What if I, I started saw- bawling? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, should I laugh or should I cry? I don't know what to do. How do I handle this? <laughs> But it's so funny because you posted <laughs> on your uh, average fashion blogger that you're crying about your dead dog. And I was like, God, Courtney really commits to a bit. And then on your personal Instagram, <laughs> you, you had like a genuine tribute. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> so I was like processing your dead dog because I'm like <laughs> realizing you were serious. That's what's hard about you because you were so fucking good at being um, like you were in the sketch we just put out, I'm plugging the sketch. I'm like, in the sketch at Comedy Central, like, did you read the YouTube comments? Uh, WWW, uh, some of them. Everyone was like, the girlfriend's the only Wait, funny person saying? in this. That you're the only funny person in this. And I was, and I was watching. <laughs> no, I was like, they're kind of right. I was telling my friends, I was like, I need to write something for Courtney. I was like, she's so Oh my God. Like, no, you're just like such a good actress. But it's, it's interesting on Instagram and knowing you now. Because yeah. you're being genuine, but you're also never being genuine. <laughs> like, there's yeah. always a layer of sarcasm, but you are such a genuine, nice person. I think it's probably very confusing. And I think people in my life are confused always, too. I, I don't know the line. where Because sometimes I'll joke about something, and I'm like, God damn, I wish I kept that one to myself. But then I'm like, but it's too funny to, like, not post. Yeah. It is weird, though. I think it's like there's a... With everything, there's like a little tiny, well, sometimes, not with everything, but um, 
base and truth but it's also a lot of like wouldn't it be so funny if I was like joking about my dead dog and then it's like I joke about my dead it's almost like it all stems from like wouldn't it be so funny if I did this about what's actually happening and then it like that's what's put out does that make sense totally yeah. that's like me with herpes it's like hilarious that I got it because it's like of course I fucking so- got it <laughs> and then you make a joke about it and you're like yeah I did get it but like it's hilarious that this happened with it. yeah also it's like with your dead dog it's <laughs> sorry sorry to bring it hey, up again you guys but bring it up. <laughs> yeah what no, was his name like literally is? old news <laughs> so it happened like three days ago it's so fine <laughs> jesus <laughs> um but it is a thing of um things in life are out of your control it's easier to joke about because it's like well it's a way of processing it because what can you do that's life mm-hmm. yeah also like at any moment that has felt heavy like after a year you're like that's so great that's so silly of me that I was freaking out about that or like that I let that room I mean your dog dying is different but like um once you make a joke about it it like makes you take a step back and be like you're gonna be okay my dad will always be like in six months will this matter yeah and usually it doesn't so if you can make a yeah. joke about it, it helps you get to that six month period a lot faster because you're like, and some things are like, there needs to be time, obviously. And obviously I push the boundaries of appropriate timing, but <laughs> should I not have made a joke at my grandpa's funeral? Probably not. <laughs> I know my brother was asked to speak at my grandmother's funeral. And I told my parents, I was like, I'm a little offended. You asked Max to make a speech and not me. And my parents were like, well, Hannah, um, we didn't really need a pussy punchline at your grandmother's funeral. And I was like, how did you find the script I wrote? They like look in your notes. It's like, you all the saddest part about my grandma dying is her pussy's gone. Are your sisters and your parents as funny as you? My little sister is funnier. Um, if my little sister could figure out how to like write her jokes or like take her humor and like put it in a specific like moment or like about something she would be like the funniest person in the world but she just is like so um I don't know just stupid and great and my older sister <laughs> she's not funny one fucking bit um <laughs> no I'm kidding she just like my little sister's hilarious and then I think I'm, now that I'm getting older I'm like are my my parents might be funny this is a new revelation for me to, to like think my parents are funny I mean, I feel like as you get older, you're like, oh, my parents are, co-. like, I'm like, oh, my parents are really cool. I like hanging out with them. And that's yeah. just, it's, uh, you look at them in a different light. So it makes Definitely. sense that now you're getting their jokes more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just need to mature, I guess. Um, no, my dad, my dad makes a lot of jokes. I'm like, oh, I don't know if we should be saying that. My mom is just, like, so dry. But I wouldn't say either, neither of them would, like, <laughs> have a career comedy. <laughs> That's how I feel about my dad. He'll like, well, your dad does this too. He would pitch you ideas to bring into the office. Oh my God. Oh my God. Every morning. My dad would do that too. He was like, Hannah, I got a great one. <laughs> it would always be like, okay. When um, you got a job at Comedy Central, was your dad just like head over heels? Taylor, where do you work at? I'm a matchmaker. So I'm not in comedy at all in a traditional sense, but things do get pretty funny. <laughs> but boy, am I funny. But boy, is it hilarious. <laughs> and Skylar's funny, that, but like, she has no mental illness. <laughs> and like, you're funny, but you're also true. very... I think I just hide it extremely well. Yeah. I, I mean, I Is anyone actually happy? I feel like you're very no. happy, Courtney. Yeah, no, I am. Because that's... No, yeah, actually, okay. Are you on medication? You're not. You're just a naturally happy person? Mm. Um, yeah. It's like really gross. 
No, it's not. That's what I think is so endearing about you is you are so fucking funny, but you are also such a sweet person and happy. And that combination is very rare. Like, yeah. You are, <laughs> oh my God, Anna. Is that too cheesy? Should I cut that? Yeah. <laughs> but let's go back to talk about the dead out. dog. Let's bring it back. <laughs> but it's because you have Jesus in your heart because you grew up religious. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. No, I was going to say, because that's what we can, the first thing, one of the first things we talked about when we met is you going to Young Life Camp, and I went to Young Life Camp, and like kind of being in that world of Christianity, and then realizing, not for us. Good takeaways, I guess. Yeah, I think every religion started with the idea of love, and so I think it all started like in a very sweet way, but I think like humans take over it, so it never like turns out the right way. Um, But I also will say, now that I'm in a state of, like, non, I don't know what I believe, but um, after seeing what's been happening, I think the second coming is just around the corner. (laughs) I'm also, like, not kidding. Like, half of me is kidding. The other one's like, do I need to start praying again? Like, (laughs) yeah, you're at a hotel. You should probably open that Bible in the nightstand. Yeah, I really do think so. Or, like, something's going to happen soon. So you think, like, we're hitting... The Jesus returned. Don't quote me on it, but it's just thing after thing after thing. And I'm like, there's got to be an end coming soon. You know what it is? You've been in Texas too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that is what it is. So you're not religious anymore at all? Spiritual? I guess you, I do think that there's like a higher power, but I just, I don't know. Because I do like the idea, but then I like see how much pain each religion can cause. So it's just, but then I look at a lot of things in my life. I'm like, there's no way that just like happened. Yeah, exactly. No, that's how I feel too. I'm like, it's a little unrealistic to think that like, I also lived with a girl at med school and her parents were doctors. So she was very scientific about the whole body. I was like, you need to work on your bedside manner, girlfriend. But it's so interesting, just the different mindsets of like, she grew up in a house of doctors and based in science and everything. So she's like, yeah, I don't believe in anything. And that's such a negative angle. I have a friend who doesn't know and doesn't care. Like, it's just so like, we're not going to figure it out. So what's the point of like trying to? And I also can't settle with that. Does she smoke weed all the time? (laughs) It's a he, but he, um, it's a he. Um, But no, he's like a pretty sober dude. And he's just like, "Eh, I'm fine not knowing. My brother's like that. I feel like maybe not, but I feel just men have less emotions maybe. (laughs) I, I don't get it. I, I, yeah. but I really do think the root of every religion, if you look at like the very, very root of it, like it's supposed to be love. So I just think like, I don't know, it sounds so cheesy, but just like, and like love is truly what drives everyone to do anything. Like whether it's like love for money, love for your job, like it's truly everything that we enjoy. So I just think like loving is really all we're supposed to do and then it'll check out. It's so interesting you say love is a driving force for everything. Cause I'm like, really? Mine is fucking hate. <laughs> yeah and probably like love and fear see you're driven by love i'm driven by fear and hate <laughs> just full rage hannah's just driven by like that force of just like if they don't deserve to be killed she'll find out but until yeah. then strong possible yes a guilty and still proven innocent is my theory because yes. <laughs> how long have you lived in la what month is it? almost four three years do you feel jaded Jane by it at all not really. I mean, I feel like I'm more educated and I know, like, I'm able to see more issues in the world and stuff. But, um, which thank God. 
<laughs> thank you god um <laughs> but other than that i mean i just like don't buy into the whole la thing you know like i'm here for work and i love it because it's like a nice place to live but the whole like i don't know fakeness of la i'm just like that's so weird that you wanted to do that you know yeah yeah i didn't really enjoy living there after graduation because i obviously did buy into it but i wasn't like i would like go to the clubs but i'd be waiting in line i wasn't the girl cutting it so I'm like, this is bullshit and uh, yeah and with my acting and stuff i had an agent just say a bunch of bullshit to me about my looks it was hard to like figure myself out and like find my voice in la what they say if you don't mind me asking they said I was too fat to be hot, but I was too thin to be a character. So I was an in-betweener is what he called, which was the worst place okay. to be. When was that? That was right before I moved to New York. And I was like, if this is the acting world, I don't want to be in it. Yeah. Wow. Also, anyone listening, if any agent ever tells you that, get out. Yeah, to be fair, it was Players Talent Club in the Valley connected to an OBGYN. So... <laughs> Okay, why didn't you sign? <laughs> okay, what the hell? I actually huh? did. That is my agent, so. <laughs> wow. I think my favorite part of that is how he presents that info. He's like, you know, like, you're not this fat, but you're not this thin. You know, as if you're supposed to be like, yeah, totally. Like, what the fuck are you supposed to say to that? Be like, mm-hmm, absolutely, thanks. Yeah, like yeah. the 65-year-old man. Right. With a He's desk like, covered in magazines is like, <laughs> you know what? Sure, get a fucking bookshelf and then tell me about myself. <laughs> and then he said to me, this actress who was on CSI, you know, the scientists on CSI? Mm-hmm. So he said that about my like body, how it was weird. Right. <laughs> Oddly shaped and... Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know how you have cellulite on the back leg? And I'm like, how did you see that um, <laughs> sitting down? But he's like, you know, I didn't sign her because I thought she was too heavy. And then she got CSI and made millions of dollars. And he goes, and that's probably my biggest regret. So I'll sign you. And I was like, you're a fucking idiot. Fuck off. (laughs) And that weirdly made me feel better. Because I was like, he told her she had a weird body. And she fucking made millions of dollars. He's trying to like catch on to the weird body. (laughs) Now he's like only signing you with weird bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's also so funny. I like drop my phone on my tooth and I have like the tiniest crack on like one of my front teeth and I literally started bawling because I was like my acting career is gonna be over they're all gonna see it and like there's no like the camera's gonna like just so like psycho oh no I I chipped my tooth on a great goosebumps no. in college <laughs> and I always think about that I'm like is it my teeth <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like you think it is anything or like if I got like an, a, a double piercing I'm like well, what if like the casting director saw that and they like wouldn't cast me in something because of my second piercing like it's just so weird and it's not like that at all What's good about you, too, is you have such a clear voice. So it's like, it's like a piercing or whatever isn't going to, like, really change anything. I think if you have a clear yeah. voice and, like, know well, who you are, then it doesn't really, those little things are, like, easier to ignore. Yeah. I want to talk to a casting director and just be like, what else do you look at? I don't know how people cast anything. Every time I do an audition, I'm mm-hmm. like, I got this. I'm like, I guess I'm moving to L.A., yeah, every time I'm the same way. Every time I do something, I'm like, fuck, I don't even have a passport. Like, they're going to literally ask me next week, and I'm not going to be able to do it because I have a passport. And then it never happens. <laughs> but have you ever seen, there's a series on YouTube where actors, famous actors, like Brie Larson, I watched hers, and she talked about everything she auditioned for. No. So she auditioned for all these roles, and I can't even remember what they were, but, like, very famous roles that she didn't get, and she was like, I'm happy I didn't get it. Like, the person who got it was right for it. 
but it just shows like you can be yeah. a really good actor you could lose out to someone you know what I mean yeah it's also so weird I, I don't know I think when people like uh pursue acting I don't know there's like how many of are gonna try or like what's your backup and it's just like I don't think you get it like this is the only thing I can do the right Alec Baldwin it. has that quote I'll uh, <laughs> stop saying it then um <laughs> No, it's a really good quote. He's like, if it's you have a B weird. plan, get a new A plan. It's just weird. And I feel like there's, like, this wave of, like, these kids, like, moving to LA and stuff, which is great. I'm so happy for them. But it's just weird when they're, like, chasing fame. Like, I think that's, like, a whole different idea than, like, pursuing, like, a career yeah, in something. For sure. 100%. I like doing it. And obviously, I want to make a lot of money. But, like, Catherine Hahn is, like, a good example of, do you know Catherine Hahn? I'm so bad. She no, but she's been in like everything. But she's always the like, side character, and she's so yeah. funny, and she makes so much money. But she doesn't really <laughs> okay, get recognized, and I think that's the best place to be. Of like, you get to do what you love, but you're not yeah. bothered by it. Yeah, and it's like, would I be happy only playing? <laughs> I just recently played something. Uh, it was just like for a friend, and I played like not the main character. Like I knew my lines and everything when I got to it, but I was just like, oh, like I'm not carrying the weight of the scene on my back. So like it was just such a different mindset than like being the lead and then um that's like oh do I really care to be recognized or like do I really just love acting like I really don't know <laughs> or were they like given too much attention growing up and I'm trying to like chase that do you think you were given too much attention oh god do you of course <laughs> my, my dad called me princess that's like a no-no for kids <laughs> no 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 <laughs> but you're a middle child right princess of virginia um yeah I'm a middle child but I held my fucking ground I think I don't know if I, I was given like a great amount of attention but I probably like craved more that's what my uh brother's girlfriend said she's like you're kind of a show and I was like that's kind of rude and I'm like I am kind of that's a show and it's a good fucking but, show yeah <laughs> and like um good comedians they're not like 24 7 on it's like they know how to make comedy of a situation but it's not like they they're not trying to prove themselves all the time because they're they like know that they are talented yeah right yeah I guess it's like anything else because well, we <laughs> <laughs> no because you had this Instagram story that was like am I self-aware or am I overthinking <gasps> yeah I was just saying that like I made a joke and no one laughed and then I was like oh that's fine and then my you know like my head was like everyone your roommates actually are plotting to kill you they hate you all your friends hate you know your parents like put you up for adoption I tried and then I was like okay no I'm smiling but then I was like am I smiling or am I just am I like getting anxious or like is this me being self-aware that like maybe I'm talking too much so I brought up to my therapist I was like what is this dichotomy and she said if you're overthinking, then you're not being self-aware because you know you're funny. So even if a joke bombs, whatever, you know your friends think you're fucking funny. So you overthinking that, you're not being self-aware. But it took my therapist to say that for me to realize that. Okay, but like... Courtney, no. not every joke's gonna hit. You gotta <laughs> no, learn that. No, that's not true. That is not true. <laughs> that's the first thing you gotta learn, sweetie. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I want. I have a question for your therapist. I've actually never been to a therapist. <laughs> should we? Should I call her right now? Should I cami home? Oh my god! You, I start sobbing. I'm like, I have so much to tell you. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, so sometimes like you'll have someone around and they're just running their mouth, 
so much, so much. And then, you know, maybe they make a joke, no one laughs. And then, you know, maybe some people look at each other and then um, like the situation dies and you're in your head, you're like, okay, I know that everyone here is thinking, when I'm thinking this girl's talking way too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So then let's say you make it. <laughs> no one, no one says anything. Maybe look at each other, maybe don't. But I don't think it's wrong to have a full-ass panic attack in that moment and be like, I need to shut the fuck up just in case. Yeah, I mean, there are moments wrong. pulling back, 100%. But you have the self-awareness to pull back. So when you see someone who's running their mouth and being annoying, you know that's not you because you're a different person. But it's good in those moments to be like, oh, I should – I have those where I'm like, I can just see in someone's eyes and I'm like, I got it, I got it. But <laughs> the fact that you can do that – but I also think, do you think you'd be funny without anxiety? I think about that a lot because my anxiety can be pretty crippling. But then I'm like, God, but I'm so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I have it. <laughs> I think that's because anytime I'm going in through a depressive episode, I like inhibitions go away and I just don't care. And that's when the, or like that or when I'm mad. That's when mm-hmm. I find my funniest just because I, the, the filter is completely gone. So whatever pops out is pretty, like, I say it quickly and I say it as soon as it pops into my head. And I feel like those are always the good ones. Like, I love writing when I'm in a bad mood. But if I write when I'm happy or, like, perfect conditions or anything like that, it takes me forever just because I'm, like, I, I start to overthink it. You need your yeah. sadness to be funny. <laughs> so write the joke when you're sad. Perform the joke when you're happy. Do you have anxiety? It's- oh, yeah. Um... I've only had like a depressive episode once and I like went to so many doctors because I was like, what is going on? I like truly can't stop sleeping. And then I was like, I think you're depressed. And I was like, bitch, no, you don't know me. Like I know me. And then like went to so many doctors and they kept saying the same thing. And I was like, no, I'm not like so mad. And then, um, yeah, it turns out that's what it was. How old were you? Oh, this was like my second year in LA. I think it lasted for like four months. That's LA though. You got to hit that depressive. Like you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll have like days when I'm like, fuck the fuck. I'm slipping. I'm slipping. I'm slipping. But then I haven't ever like gone back into it. So, but anxiety, I think is like, um, something <laughs> you have to have to be funny. <laughs> I totally agree. And that's why I moved to New York. Cause I felt I was really depressed in LA and I'm more anxious yeah. in New York. In LA, you're in your car, you're driving everywhere, you're kind of isolated. Where in New York, you're around people, or usually before pre-COVID, but you're around people all the time. So it also yeah. gives you a little more perspective. Like, as, if I'm really sad, yeah. I'll get on the subway and I'll see someone in a neck brace. And like, obviously yeah. I'm sad for them, but I'm like, you know, <laughs> things aren't that bad for me right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm like moving my neck, doing like, <laughs> swinging my ponytail on the fucking subway. Like, life is good, bitch. <laughs> But in LA, you're like, oh my God, this, you know, you you get broken up with and then the fucking song comes on the radio and you're in a car by yourself and you're like, I remember I shit my pants driving and then I, in LA, I shit my pants driving and then uh, I did an illegal U-turn because I was trying to get home because my car sunk so bad because I was having food poisoning and then I cut someone off and they threw a milkshake at my front window and like I almost got another accident from it. I just like stopped and started crying, but I was sitting in my own shit. I was like, this is LA. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> it in a nutshell. <laughs> also, like how you said you almost got in another accident because you just had one. <laughs> LA's tough. Um, so is New York. I feel like I feel like LA you can move to with no plan, kinda like figure it out and get a hang of it. 
but New York, I don't think you can last for a day without like being like, I'm here for this and I'm doing this. Yeah. yeah. Right. A hundred percent. When you were living in LA, <laughs> were you live in hit this depression? Were you living alone or were you living with other people? Um, I had just, I was living in a house when I first moved there and I shared a room with three girls. So there was like no space, nothing. And then I moved out, like I lived there for a year and then I moved and I shared a place with a friend, but we had our own rooms. And I think it was like just the whole first year, I think it was like truly like survival mode. I just like didn't know anyone. It was just like, I have to like no sleep, like just keep going on like crack. And um, then I just think it was like the weight of the whole first year finally like caught up. Yeah. Also, it's like the excitement of moving to LA and everyone in LA moves so fucking slow, especially in the industry. So then you're oh there. Oh my God. Yeah. And you're like, I moved here to be a star. Like, how has this not happened yet? I don't know. Even when like exciting things are happening, everyone's still so fucking slow because no one actually gives a shit about you. I would get like an email from something exciting and respond within like five minutes and be like, oh, no, no, I can't wait to hear back. And then it's like a week later, oh, yeah, hey, Courtney, you know, just checking back in, saw that, excited to talk about it in seven weeks. You're like, Jesus Christ, if this doesn't happen in two days, I'm going to blow my head off. It's weird because on their end, they're just like another client, another day, another kid. And in your head, you're like, this is my whole life. Yeah, that's the hard part. It's like being an agent is like being in finance, but instead of money, you're trading people. So it's like in their mind, they're like, it's a job. And you're like, no, bitch, this is my fucking life. Like, get your ass to that casting room and suck that dick for me. You're like, I need (laughs) this. You're like, I'm not going to make rent, bitch. (laughs) I'm confused why the actors are doing the casting couch. It should be the agents in there fucking <laughs> giving Tungle and this the buttholes. Um, yeah. And then do you, so, I mean, you're pretty in the acting thing, but like, this is my thing. I'm trying to get a hobby so I don't, I'm thinking about growing mushrooms so that I could like focus <gasps> elsewhere because I feel like that's where the pressure comes. So do you have like a hobby or anything else that you go to? Um, no. <laughs> It just, it's a cycle and never ends. Uh, no, I call it like a leash with myself. <laughs> Sometimes I have to like tighten the leash because I'm like things that I can tell you're getting real bad and like unhealthy. And then that just means like for me, I just have to like make sure my real life is really good. <laughs> like um, I used to like prioritize like online life, I guess, above real life because it was like my career and like what I needed. But um, now I'm just like, I am completely fine offline. Like my whole, my real life is perfectly, you know? I like how you're like perfect. Like my real life is perfect. I'm perfect. <laughs> perfect. But it's just like, um, I have really good friends. I have like people in my life that I love. I feel like I'm a good friend to them. Like things are in check so that if my online shit is not great, I'm like, I don't fucking care. Like this is not real. Like I'm talented and I'll make stuff. And it's like a career. It's not like if one video pops off, fine but like it's more important than doing like career things that take exactly long. I used to like go to bed when I first moved to LA like every day I had a post and at least on my story and like try some type of comedy that was I think like the lead up to the four months where I like couldn't stop sleeping but that like relationship of and I just like go to bed and be like what the fuck what if I can't think of anything tomorrow like I'm gonna die just like really thought like my whole career would be over if I didn't post the next day and be like what if a casting director stumbled on my page and I didn't post anything that day like they're never gonna like me and like just so psycho about it 
But I think initially you have to be, right? Because it's like, that's how you build a following. But then you get worried about like keeping posting. So then I'm like, am I trying too hard? Obviously. Yes, I am. It's so hard. It really is so hard. Also, um, do you write for other people a lot? No. I would love to, but no. (laughs) I think writing for other people truly is impossible for me. Uh, Because you're so fucking narcissistic, Courtney? (laughs) No, I think so. I, like, if I wrote something for someone else, I'd be like, ah, actually, I'd be funnier saying this. <laughs> but it's also probably true. Because sometimes I'll be like, oh, how did they think of that? Like, why can't my mind yeah. go there? But with comedy, your mind goes to different places. So it's like different genres of music, but different genres of comedy. Yeah. I also think that digital space is, like, changing comedy completely. Like, I think it's going to be almost like our Instagrams and, like, our digital platforms are, like, our channel, like, our network. I just think traditional is, like, and comedy mostly is kind of, like, going to be dwindling more towards, like, your personal audience. I mean, look at the porn industry. Mm -hmm. It's similar. They used to do full features of this porn because you'd have to go to the store and get (laughs) a VHS. Yeah. They used to do, like, full feature porns. And I never understood. It's like, oh, because people used to have to go rent a porn video. So it's not like... And they would just yeah. cut to the parts they wanted. But now, because it's so oh, on digital, you yeah. can just Google, like, I'm not going to get into what porn I like, but you can Google <laughs> the type of porn. And then you, you can, can just, Google daddy ripping me a new asshole and then go. I knew you were fucking going through my phone, Courtney. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> okay, so we need to be looking at porn and following their trends to see what we need to be adjusting to. Yeah. Yeah, we should cool. start a website called Comedy Hub. <laughs> oh, wait, that's actually good. Yeah, idea. people love that. <laughs> so, I mean, we've been going for a while, but I do want to get to a couple questions that I usually cool. ask. Do you have a crazy bitch of the week? Sorry, I feel like I haven't been at, oh, oh, fuck. A crazy bitch of the week? Yeah. Can I just tell you the craziest story that I know? Yeah. So I know this person, and she found out that her ex-boyfriend cheated on her when they were dating with this girl. And the girl's getting engaged or getting married. So she waited until the night before the wedding and she called the girl and said, um, I like know you cheated on your about to be husband with my ex boyfriend. And it was like, have fun at your wedding. Like, I will be telling your husband. And never told, never told the husband, but just like wanted her to like live with that fear that like the whole family would know. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? I love that. That is some petty fucking shit, but that is something I would do. Yeah. Would you? I don't know. I was talking to my friend about it because I do I do hold grudges and I like think of ways to manipulate people like who've really hurt me, which is really- Wait, really? I mean, just like guys, not girls, (laughs) but like guys who've really hurt me. I haven't done anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's something I would say I would do, but my friend literally said to me, she's like, Hannah, that's something you actually have to work on because- that's not going to help you move on by doing this like weird revenge act that you're manipulating someone. Like you're not going to move forward if you're going back. Like it wasn't even her boyfriend anymore. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. But like, I, it's evil. It, it's evil. And it wasn't kind of a normal story until she didn't call the guy and said she was gonna. I think that's the part where it like really is like, oh, what the fuck? Like that's worse than almost like telling him. Calling him and being like, hey, then, happened. yeah, now the girl's just waiting. She's like, okay, well, like, you didn't say you're going to do it at the wedding, but like, when is the other shoe gonna drop? And that's just, uh-huh. how long ago was this? 
Oh, that was, I want to say I was a first year out of college. So a year or two years ago. And her name, and I'm kidding. I won't give that away. How much would you be sweating it as that girl? Like, what and her would wedding you do? was the next day. Her wedding, like, she has her family with her, like, at her house. That is so. What would I do up. if someone called me like the day before my wedding? Wouldn't fucking cheat. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I know. I think I'd have a panic attack and be like, I have to tell you something, right? I think I would too. No. I would be like, I, I don't know. Before the wedding though, when it's like this whole scene and you're like, it would be easier to know after we're married. I don't, but then it's like, would that ruin the marriage? I don't know. That's really fucked. So fucked. I wonder how I long the bride was sweating it. I know. I want to hear her side. And she's crying on her wedding day and everyone's like, oh, look, the bride's crying. And she's like, it's out of fear. <laughs> Or oh, just stressed out. They're like, no, don't be a bridezilla. Like, it's fine. I know it's just wedding jitters. She's like, yeah, wedding jitters. She's like terrified the whole day. She's like, when is it happening? Is it happening when I walk down the aisle? Like, are you going to jump out? What's going on? Yeah. Do you guys I have mean, a crazy bitch? I actually, yeah, I have a. Oh. This is a news story that I loved. These two guys were bringing cocaine to the Netherlands. Or, no, uh, sorry, they're bringing cocaine from the. Netherlands to the UK, and which is 275 miles. They were transporting cocaine, and they took jet skis. So the jet skis ran out of fuel, obviously, because you can't go 275 yeah. miles on a jet ski. And they had to go get rescued, but they had so much cocaine on them, they immediately went to jail. That is such a cocaine idea. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there in the middle of the ocean just, like, sorting so much cocaine exactly or they were doing coke and they're like let's just get jet skis dude and they're like so piped on it and then they don't think about like their jet skis ran out of gas before their minds did <laughs> i'm shocked they didn't like swim and like carry the uh i was gonna say like just strap it on your back and do what you can yeah and keep going because how far I can you go on a jet ski like 100 miles yeah. is that I actually didn't look that up, but I'm like, you can't go 275. Like a car couldn't go 275 miles without gas, right? It's a long time. Some. I think some can, some can't, but definitely not a jet ski. No. Or like bring a tank of gas with you. I guess that'd yeah. be your other. Exactly. They should have talked to me before they did this. <laughs> they should have consulted you. But honestly, it would be something that I would do. If I was on cocaine and someone was like, let's just take jet skis. I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And then they probably didn't <laughs> oh, map shit, it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not that far. They, like, easily could have made it, but they were, like, busy doing, like, um, wheelies. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, They're racing each other like, back and forth. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we shouldn't have done so many fucking donuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably what happened. Try to do, like, jumps and stuff. <laughs> Try to make TikToks. <laughs> like, the cops pull up and they're, like, still doing the trick. They're like, you guys are still in the Netherlands. Like, you're right here. They're just like a mile offshore. Yeah, they take the picture literally from like from the land of the two guys. Well, it was funny too because they they were rescued and the Coast Guard was like, why are you trying to go to the Netherlands from the UK on jet skis? Like, what's up? And they said they were fishing, (laughs) which is also like, (laughs) you're going to fish on a jet ski? Oh, oh poor dude. I don't know. I've, I don't do cocaine, but every time I'm around people who do, that do you just really seems... <laughs> I mean, you know, it depends on the night. And they're like, what are we doing? Are we doing tapas? Like or... cocaine, cocaine is a comedian's drug, I think. <laughs> I actually, 
you're more in the comedy scene than I am. I don't really know. <laughs> it's not really a comedian's drug though, because it's so expensive, and every comedian's so oh. poor. What would you say is a comedian's drug? Sex. Zoloft. <laughs> Sex and Zoloft. Yeah, exactly. Clonopin. <laughs> yeah. I do have to ask if you don't want to talk about it, we don't. But this Facebook marketplace. Oh, the guy or something. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I guess not. I feel like it's not that crazy of a story. But um, yeah, my first time like hooking up, ever doing anything, I was buying a rug from this guy on the Facebook marketplace in LA. And he, like, I looked so fucking ugly. Like, it was one of those days where you, like, look at yourself and you're, like, I didn't know that I could be like this. And, um, but I was being so funny. Like, I left being, like, I wish I had that whole thing written down because I was hilarious. And he thought it was so funny. So he asked me out on a date. And um, then we, like, went on a date. And he was just, like, the perfect level of, like, not interested. Mm -hmm. Um... (laughs) So of I was you like, not being interested? I'm just gonna use this guy to like learn me. Yeah. Like I really was like I would never want to date this guy, but I definitely want to just like use him to like just be more confident. <laughs> so I was like, hey, um, I'm at a hotel. Do you want to come back with me? Which I was at a hotel because I had fleas in my apartment. <laughs> and um <laughs> just hooked up with him. Nice. But you had no interest whatsoever. Because he did text you after and you're and like, he did text me. Um well, well, okay, I have a really sensitive stomach. I, like, throw up off a shot, and he, I didn't know that you could spit, <laughs> so I swallowed, and I needed to throw up, and so I needed him to leave, so I, like, kicked him out really abruptly. I was like, hey, you need to leave now, and then um, threw up, and then I told him, but I said he needed to leave because I needed to be on set at 6 a.m., which was such a lie. I was not doing anything that whole year. Honestly, Courtney, what I just got out of that is you made a guy come on your first blowjob. That's incredible. And it took so fucking long. My, I woke up. I couldn't even talk the next day. My jaw was so sore. I mean, but still, you got him to finish. I'm like, not even a. I, you know, I, I've given quite a few blowjobs, especially in this herpes phase, and I still can't make a guy come. He's like, that's enough. And I'm like, oh, all done, all done. <laughs> um, sure, yeah, I'm really fucking good at that shit. Um, no, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And, um, so, like, I was going back to, like, you know, in eighth grade when they would be, like, <laughs> act like you're putting salt on your tongue, and then you go, like, that. Do you remember that, that trick? People do? No, oh, no. Okay, like, in elementary school, most school guys would, like, pretend like you're putting salt on your tongue, and then, like, the girl would, like, open their mouth and, like, shake their hand like they're putting salt on their tongue, but it was what you would do when you're getting a blowjob. And so I was, like, freaking out, so I was, like, I don't know what to do. I, like, never seen porn, never watched anything. So this was only like two years ago <laughs> and um this is not me in like eighth grade so I was like going back to like all the like blowjob jokes that we would do in middle school and was like oh, okay like this is what I'm supposed to do or like guys would come behind your head and like do like that thing you know what I'm talking about yeah and I was like okay so I use my head too like just had like no idea I was just trying to go back to like any reference I could go to to figure out how to <laughs> give this guy a blowjob it's it so funny it makes me think of eighth grade when guys be like, yeah, pretend to do a hard Jackie off motion. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I still do that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah only going, only giving a blowjob, like, based on the middle school jokes. So, like, in the middle of it, you're just doing, like, whack ass shit. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Why are you giving my balls little kisses? <laughs> oh, I thought, yeah, no. <laughs> um, okay. And then this is, this will be the last uh, question. 
do you have one secret you don't want your mom to know? Um, maybe I smoked a cigarette last You smoked a cigarette last night? Yeah, last night. But I don't really smoke cigarettes. That's me being a real bad girl. Why were you smoking a cigarette? You were stressed out about well, the Well, I'm just over at... <laughs> no, it's fucking giving me a headache. No, um, I was like with a friend. And smoking is such a nice, like, social thing. That's is right. it? See, people are really against it. People are really against it. Yeah, I think it's, it's just, because we it's, all just grew up with like the dare commercials and shit like that, or like the truth commercials. So everyone is just like, but I mean, you know what happens, right? And I don't know, like, because I, I hear that all the time. Everyone's like, well, it's, it's just how I socialize. I'm like, with how many people? Because I feel like for everyone that goes outside yeah. to smoke, you have like 10 more that are like, I grew yeah. up watching Nickelodeon. <laughs> no. Yep. Um, I'm not a regular smoker. Just um, like sometimes you, like sit out on a porch talk with a friend like you're doing something with your hands you're not on your phone you're just talking it's just like a nice thing to do it's probably similar to like smoking weed with a friend yeah I guess it is more social I guess when I see people smoking socially it's like oh they're smoking socially but then when someone's like hey guys sorry I have to run out and have a cigarette you're like haven't you heard yeah and it is like turns out it's like really addictive I've never been addicted though <laughs> Just to, I really will maybe have like four years. That is an interesting fact about you because it's I, really off brand. It is <laughs> off brand. Well, I'm glad you only do four yeah. years. Yeah. I'm cutting you off at that. I guess so. It does give you <laughs> no more than that. Um, it also does give you like a nice little buzz. Do you jewel? Um, no, because I like really like those. So I don't do it because I know like I would I would like it, you know <laughs> I keep doing it. That's like me. We were jeweling. Cocaine is. We're not putting this in there, but cocaine is a great drug. <laughs> That's going to be the opener. Uh, <laughs> I really want to get, they have like CBD um, blunts that you can get now. And I feel like maybe instead of smoking, I'll do that. But I really don't smoke. I just to make it clear. I just did it last night. But that's fun to have a little off-brand. Uh... Yeah, every time I do it in public, I'm always like kind of hoping someone recognizes me so that they think they're seeing something they're not supposed to see and I feel like like a pop star that's like having a breakdown moment and like has been like spotted on the scene I mean I bet people do recognize you and then they're like wait that can't be her she's smoking a cigarette yeah I like really just want to have like one day where I just like go outside somewhere I know I'll be recognized and just like start sobbing and like smoking a cig like downing like just straight tequila and then like making it a whole thing and just like walking away see now I'm like I don't even want to act I think I just want to be famous (laughs) I want to be famous and I but I want to be just like I just want people to be worried about me uh yeah no I feel that I feel that way now of like When I go to like Starbucks or something, I'm like, I like to like make jokes and be like, yeah, I just want that person to remember me. Maybe I'm just becoming a dad, actually. There you go. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Actually, I'd love to be a dad. Are you, well, either of you guys pregnant? No, God, no. No. Okay. I, I hope not. I didn't <laughs> take Plan B last weekend, so. Oh, shit. So I okay, guess... that was Christian of you. Young Life is proud. No, I took Plan B. Never mind. <laughs> I'm going out. No, I'm going straight to hell, yeah. But, you know, I've never had a full load inside of me and then taking plan B, so I don't know if it worked. Sorry, that's a lot, but we'll see in a few months. Yeah, I guess my point is I'm having a baby and I'm excited. Thank you. You guys are all invited <laughs> to the shower. 
yay um i saw this girl and she had truly no idea she was pregnant and drank her whole pregnancy all that stuff was just like a real party girl and then popped out a kid she was like i had no idea it was coming i think that's my biggest fear oh yeah it wasn't her tv show about that that terrified um i didn't know i was pregnant yes we used to watch yeah. that show in college, which was a horrible idea, but we got oh. so into it. And anytime someone's like, oh, I have a stomach ache or like we ate like shit or drank like shit the night before and then you're bloated, you're like, oh my God, it's happening. I like hooked up with this guy in Cabo in college and um, <laughs> the condom broke. He had a friend give me $50 on the beach to tell me because I didn't know the condom broke. So he just like didn't want to tell me in the moment. So I go to Cabo pharmacy in Cabo and the plan B is $5. And it has a baby on it with an X over it. And I was like, ah, I just don't know if I want to take this. You know, like it, it feels dangerous. Yeah. yeah well, how is it only $5? And why is there an X on a child? Like, this feels like a lot. And so I didn't take it. I took the $50, but I was like, well, I'm not going to go back and be like, hey, dude, like, sorry. They didn't really have the kind I wanted. So we're just going to take a risk. But I ended up not getting pregnant, thank God. Fifty dollars enough for gas to get you to the clinic. <laughs> and my Taco Bell run after for sure. Yeah. There was a month period, and that was a scary moment of my life. Yes. And then nine months later, you're wondering, is it gonna pop out? Yeah. yeah, but I didn't stop drinking when I was like, this is maybe gonna be a thing. You know, <laughs> you gotta live your life. Right. You're a oh cool mom. So. Yeah, you'd be a very cool mom. Have you ever had a pregnancy scare? I guess not. No, I'm still going to heaven. Still breathing. This is the year I lose it, ladies. We're cutting this off. This is the year I lose it. Yeah. My stomach is shrinking by the second. I'm about to be hot as fuck. I'm gonna get laid. Courtney, you are hot as fuck. Go check the yeah. fucking YouTube comments. Everyone's like, <laughs> the girlfriend can fucking get it. <laughs> That's got so some funny. options. <laughs> yeah. But if you go to like all their profiles, it's like some man in a mask. Not like a mask, it's like a Darth Vader mask. <laughs> Senior. Yeah, it's like Mad Dog Doobies 69. <laughs> He's like, I like big girls. What do you Shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah, I'll have to check them out. I'll have to DM them. <laughs> yeah, check out the profile. Send me some links. Do you want to plug your – I, like, feel embarrassed to say I'm like, oh. you want to plug your handle on this podcast? Because it's like yeah. – But also, like yeah. – you know. People listen. Follow me at Average Fashion Blogger. I'm gonna be a big star. Do you guys wanna plug yourself? I plug myself everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>